to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to The Block. Thank you for joining us once again. You can always find us right here at 4 to 6 Central Standard Time right here on The Block with Stricken Bach. That is where we be. This is where you be, and we thank you for joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about one of your favorite players and mine. His name is Cam Taylor Britt. I love this cornerback. I've been excited about him. I told people about him before all of this news of him popping up in the higher parts of the draft through uh, by way of mock drafts and all of that, I said that kid right there is definitely going to be one to look forward to, to, um, you know, I think I just thought he really had all of the tools, the height, the size. He had great footwork. He had great hands. Um, you know, his, 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 his interception numbers were solid, but they weren't like, you know, out of the norm, so to speak, but they were they were solid. He really got his hands on balls. He was able to break up passes. I thought he just had all of the tools necessary to put him in the top tier, definitely between one through three rounds. I told Bach on the block, what did I say a while ago? I said, I can see him being third round. I thought he was going to be third round, but, you know, he's moved up. He's impressed everybody. His workouts have been phenomenal. And so we're going to talk about Cam Taylor Britt right now. Uh, per Mel Kuyper Jr., it looks as though he has been covering the draft since 1984. He's had an eyes on a lot of different players. He's looked at. He's seen it all. Nate, there isn't nobody that hasn't come through there to include the likes of Deion Sanders and, and all of them at that position that he has not seen. And so he has predicted that Cam Taylor Britt would find himself around the 62nd pick looking like the need being met for the San Francisco 49ers as a quarterback. And so some of the things that I think they like about him, I'm going to let Bach talk about it. And I want to hear uh, Nate's perspective, big Nate Dog, uh, and what he thought about Cam Taylor Britt. And we also want to hear from you about Cam Taylor Britt and what you thought he meant to the Huskers. Can he be replaced? There's a lot of players that they're talking about coming in and being able to do some of the things that he's able to do. Do we see this, the, the version of these cornerbacks that are now coming in? Could they Feel the void that uh, Cam Taylor Britt brought to Nebraska in that secondary. Hit us at the Sutter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. We want to know what you think about Cam Taylor Britt and is there others to follow. So, Bach, I know I said a lot there. There's a lot of talking going on from Stricky at that point, and it's not the wine. <laughs> so what do you think about Cam Taylor Britt, his perspectives? And, and you know, he can really pop up even higher than that, but – they said he had a workout with Baltimore, and, and so there's some teams that are definitely taking an interest in Cam Taylor Britt and what he brings to their team. I love to see him move up the boards because he I, he's a guy that I thought maybe if he came out before – Mukamara move up? <laughs> a bit that much of a Mukamara move? I don't know. Uh, that'd be first round. I don't know if I see that. But uh, I do think that he's one of the Nebraska's best cornerback prospects since a Mukamara. I think you'd have to probably put him at the top there. Uh, and he, he's he's got to – I mean, maybe outside of Alfonso Dennard, who was right behind him the next year. But, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd, I'd put those guys pretty close. I, I think he's got the athleticism that we saw. I thought he had a better junior year than he did a senior year, had some special team struggles that kind of got him maybe in the doghouse for some Husker fans, but as far as the cornerback, you know, the secondary goes, did a very good job. Uh, as we go out, you know, go on throughout the year, we talk about 
how impressive Nebraska's performance is, the, the fact that they were able to keep it close against, you know, the Ohio States and the Oklahomas. Well, he's a part of that in that secondary. So, um, you know, I, I, I thought that he, he, I think he probably flashed a little bit more his junior year than his senior year. And maybe, I don't know what to say hurt his draft stock, but didn't necessarily improve it like you would have hoped to had he come back. But this, this you know, kind of jumping up into the second round here of Mel Kuyper Jr., who's like, the king of, 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 you know, draft boards, um, is, is big deal. I mean, cause he knows what he's, what he's hearing around the league. And, uh, he also said, um, for what it's worth in his little uh, paragraph about this pick that the 49ers don't need to reach at this position. And then he said, Cam Taylor Ritz. So for what it's worth, he's not even just thinking 49ers fit here. He's kind of thinking that's about where Cam Taylor Britt should go. And I love to see it because I think a lot of these guys, we were stuck on saying, you know, because Cam Taylor Britt maybe didn't have as good of a year, at least in my opinion, um, you know, I, I think a lot of us were kind of stuck thinking, well, is he going to come off the board first? Is Austin Allen? Is, is, it, is it Cam Jurgens? You know, which one of these guys is it going to be? And there seems to be a lot of different opinions out there. But I'll tell you this, going into last year, there would have been no question about it. And that says a little bit about what all those other guys did to improve. But at the same time, to me, um, he still kind of looks the part more than anything and has a potential at the next level to play cornerback or safety. So you have a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of a backup plan there if cornerback doesn't work out initially. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things I love about Cam Taylor Britt is and when you're when you're talking about going into the NFL, uh, the value goes up based on your uh the multifacetedness of your, your game, right? Your abilities to play multiple positions, uh, being able to play in the slot, being able to play some safety, being able to, you know, that's what made guys like, um, you know, the honey badger so valuable is just that he can do so many different things in so many positions and it makes him valuable. And I think that raises his bar. I mean, his ability to play in a special teams, his ability to play also at the safety position could play at the nickel, and, and so you can throw them around and, and, and basically having a player like that minimizes your, your need to bring in more people at that position, which saves you more money to be able to go out and get somebody else elsewhere. Maybe you can uh, create more depth at your line position and stuff like that. So um, those are valuable picks and positions, uh, guys that can do multiple things like that. Uh, Nate Dog, are you there? I'm here strict. Yes. Talk to me about your, your thoughts on Cam Taylor Britt. Listen, so it's funny because I, I came here right before football season last year. I came here end of March, early April. Uh, so I was kind of just thrown into the fire when it came to Husker football. I, I, I didn't know the background as much as you guys did on a lot of the team. And I, I think a lot of this from, from what I saw, it's the eye test. When I came here, when I first saw him on the field, it was, okay, that guy's a difference maker. You can tell who the leader of this de defense is. And like Box said, there are a lot of guys that kind of took that next step forward, JoJo Doman included, yeah. who's been on a lot of mock drafts going the third and fourth round. So he, he's really been elevated a lot too. But I think a lot of it, especially if you're if you're drafting in the second or third round, it has to be eye test, right? I mean, you can look at the their 40 time. You can look at their vertical jump, all this a lot of those guys are packaged in together when it comes to size, speed. I mean, you're going off the eye test. You're going off the big play potential. So 
when I look at a player like Cam Taylor Britt, if he got drafted in the second or third round, I think that sounds about right for him. When I saw for a while that he was going projected fourth, fifth, sixth round, I, I was a bit surprised because I know that he had a great year um, during during the COVID season, and he, he even mentioned that he might be entering the NFL draft but decided to stay another year, obviously. So if you had to ask me today – who would be the first player taken? I'd say Cam Taylor Britton. It's probably what I would go with if I was if I was one of these NFL teams. Good point, Nate. Um, hey, Hunter Lincoln Hotline is hot. It's open. It's on the block. The block is hot. We want to know what you think about it. 402-464-5685. What did Cam Taylor Britt? What did you see? Do you think uh Mel Kaper, Mel Kuiper Jr., he has it right? Is he kind of is that in the spot? Do you think he's moving up or do you think he's gonna fall back? Um, we want to hear from you on the Honda Lincoln hotline. Call us there, 402-464-5685. We definitely would like to hear your perspective on it as well or on the text line uh, at 402-464-5685. And that is the Sauter Heyman Jewelers, who is also the video streaming sponsor. We thank you, Sauter Heyman. Okay, <laughs> what's up? What else? Who else can feel that void that we're losing? Um, you know, obviously from that sign, people are saying it's Tommy Hill. People are, you know... People are trying to speculate uh, who can be of similar stature to him. Uh, who do you see uh, in what we got right now in the cornerback room that could be similar to uh, Cam Taylor Britt? Because he, what I love about him too is he came in here um, when things got rocky road and topsy turvy. He stayed the course, and I love that because he could have bounced. He could have bounced at any time. But he stayed the course, and 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 I'm 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 giving him you know a feather in his cap for what for doing that because that's that takes tremendous heart to say this is still my place and he stayed there and got the job done. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Tommy Hill can get it done. But again, this is I I I I, I kind of maybe overemphasize this, but I say it a lot because uh, I believe it to be true. I think Nebraska has a really talented draft group going into next year. Now, there's kind of different uh, things that that draw him back. Yeah, I didn't you know for Cam Taylor Brady didn't have the best uh, season, probably his best season. Special teams really struggled on as a young player in the NFL. They're going to require you uh, to help out on special teams. He struggled on the hands team. He struggled as a punt returner so I don't know if you know you, you, you know maybe a tackler type of idea for him at special teams next year um uh, but when you look at him, you, I just I think there's a lot of pieces that are going to be tough to replace for Nebraska. I don't think they have a Cam Jurgens. They don't have a guy that moves at the size that Damian Daniels does. Oof. They don't have a JoJo Doman that can you know. Yeah, I don't believe yeah. it to be true that they have a guy that that could cover a slot wide receiver and you know play as well as he did you know up the middle there. I don't think you know Tommy Hill is supposed to be the guy that maybe they do have the answer for Cam Taylor Britt because he's got the most athleticism. You heard it from Travis Fisher. You know, he's got the most athleticism in that group. It's just about when it turns on. So I mm-hmm. think that that's their, their, at least from what we've heard, the best hope to replace one of those guys um, with a similar type of guy might be Tommy Hill. I know his goal is to be in this similar position as came Taylor Britt down the line, and he expects to be. Um, so I think that that's your hope there, but I'm just, uh, I, I'm going to kind of wait to see it. And, and like a lot of these things with this team, He's a new guy coming to a new situation. Didn't play a whole lot at Arizona State. Might take half the year to kind of get into it. 
I think it's going to take a little yeah. bit, you know, half the year for the offense to start playing in midseason form uh, for all the coaches to kind of get used to one another and know what, what the game plan's going. So I just think that there's, there's going to have to be some patience for this team upcoming next year um, as, as the kind of development through the new rules. They lost a lot, and it's not usual, and it's not ideal that you would say that off of a 3-9 and nine team. But we all know that 3-9 and nine record was not an indication of how good that team was. They, they, they just... I've never seen a team struggle so hard to win. They'd get in their way every single time, mm-hmm. even in the win against Buffalo. They they, they mm-hmm. just could not get out of their own way. Uh, but that's not on any one of these uh, players individually. They have a really good draft class coming out. Uh, Nate, I know you have some thoughts too. Yeah, I think Tommy Hill's obviously the guy that you have to look to. Um, he's, he's been kind of the leader in that room, it sounds like, in the offseason. But the, the biggest question that I have is a, a lot of the guys we talk about are the JoJo Doman, Cam Jurgens, Cam Taylor Britt is now being thrown to that group, too. What about these fringe guys? Where do you think a guy like a Ben Stilley or Damian Daniels lands? Because we've talked extensively. The defensive line has taken a huge hit. It might not be NFL talent, but do you see guys like a Ben Stilley or, or a Damian Daniels getting kind of a tryout in the NFL? I can envision them. I can envision them probably definitely uh, making it on a practice squad, which would give them the opportunity to be able to grow and to to get um, better at their at their craft a little bit, and 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 then probably if any injuries pop up, that they would be available. So I could see them maybe going un you know undrafted, but definitely finding themselves on a, a practice squad somewhere where then they can grow. And the thing I like about them is that they work their tails off. So guys that work their tails off like they do, um, and they come with that pedigree of work, they're going to, they're, they're probably going to get an opportunity. And I think it's going to depend on where they land, what team they land on and what the need of that team is. And if it fits, you know, what they're used to being able to do, I think they, they, both of them come from a, uh, definitely a, a, a three, four segment. So if they end up like in a uh, Pittsburgh or somewhere like that, you know, with, with, with a three, four and they got to, you know, take up some space in there. I think that's where they'll, they'll do their best. So that's going to be uh, interesting to me again. You know, when you look back at what he's done, I mean, in 12, 12 games, he had 11 pass breakups again. He's not a ball Hawk guy. He's a guy that's going to be right there in your pocket He's going to get his hands on balls. He's going to make it tough for a quarterback to have to thread the needle. And I think that's a valuable thing for him um, as far as what he does and he brings to the table and and just his versatility. So we wish Cam, we wish all of the Huskers um, well. We also hope that um, this draft class will provide a means by which to draw attention to some of those that are still playing on the team and also those that they would hope to bring to the University of Nebraska a successful year next year and a draft class that goes and does very well would provide a great opportunity for them to be able to draw more players here at Nebraska. We thank you again for tapping in. We hope to hear about your answers on the text line and uh, we'll come back and we'll finish up with uh, hitting the hardwood with Strick on a Friday. TGIF. We'll be back after.